Hello and welcome to the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this episode, I'm joined by the founder and CEO of Cora Organics, Miranda Kerr. Miranda Kerr is a household name, so while an introduction may seem redundant, there was so much about her that I came across in my research and in our conversation that I found added yet another layer to what was already a really incredible founder story. Miranda says that she has always treated every job as though it may be her last, even to this day. An attitude I found so refreshing coming from one of quite literally the most successful supermodels on the planet. It's that attitude that saw Miranda put almost all of her money made from modelling into savings so that when she eventually started her own business, she was able to self-fund. It was in 2006 that Miranda Kerr became the very first Australian to sign a contract with Victoria's Secret. And it was in that same year that she began thinking about and subsequently planning the launch of Cora Organics. She launched the brand in 2009 when she was just 26. And today, 12 years on, she still owns 95% of the business. Miranda tells me that despite being frequently approached by external investors, she intends to remain in her current position to ensure the brand doesn't lose its integrity and she continues to reinvest in the brand rather than drawing from it, a brand that is now stocked in over 30 countries. In this conversation, Miranda shares some lessons learned during the Dolly magazine model search, why we may have her grandmother to thank for the entire Cora Organics line, and why the brand's latest launch has caused Katy Perry to throw out all of her other moisturisers. Now, I understand that you have always had a really vested interest in health and in wellness with your grandmother, of course, introducing you to Noni Juice when you're a child, which we will get to. But what is your very, very earliest memory of beauty more specifically? Yeah, my grandma, she played such um, a big role in my life in so many ways. And when I think about actual beauty and what was something that was one of my first memories. It would have to be her with her blue eyeliner. Uh, She used to love putting bright blue eyeliner. Still like last year, she was wearing the blue eyeliner on the top of her eyelid um, and she had blue eyes. So it kind of made them pop even more. And I also remember her drawing her, her eyebrows on with a pencil and um, just kind of watching her do that. And it was pretty fascinating at a young age because I remember being like, I couldn't even see into the, her cabinet. Like I could only like see the drawer. Like my head was at where the drawer was, you know? And so mm-hmm. I'd kind of put my head in the drawer and look to see what she had in there. She had a blue pencil for her eyes and <laughs> other pencil for her eyebrows. Now, your very first job was, technically speaking, in the beauty industry, sweeping up hair and making tea at a hair salon. 
At that time, though, did you ever imagine that you would end up working in the beauty industry as an adult? No, not at all. I I couldn't have imagined ever having my own beauty brand. Um, And I was, you know, sweeping up floor at a young age because it wasn't like technically like... um, I wasn't technically like legal to work. I was just (laughs) helping my mum's friend as like a favor, you know, so she gave me a little bit of money. So I really didn't even know much about the beauty world or the fashion world at all. I grew up in this little town, Gunnada, and I really wasn't exposed to the fashion or beauty industry until I started modeling more regularly, even though I won the Dolly competition when I was, um, um, a couple of weeks off 14, but it wasn't until my later teens, like after I graduated that I actually was exposed really to the industry because, um, you know, my, I just, that I kind of won Dolly and then focused on school and didn't really get back into the industry until after I graduated. What did you think that you might be when you grew up? A marine biologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to be a marine biologist because I love the ocean and, and dolphins. Um, yeah. And I've always been interested in health and I've followed my passion, you know, studying health and wellness. And there was always an interest in that as well. And I feel like that will always be a part of me until the day I die and like information is continually evolving in in that field. Am I right in saying that your parents both owned their own businesses? Yeah, that's right. So basically my parents had, uh, my dad had a building business and then my parents also had a restaurant and my mum, you know, is such a strong um you know, fearless woman. And she really taught me the importance of having a really great work ethic and also balancing that with being a loving wife and mother. And she said to me from day one, if you're going to do something, do it properly or don't do it at all. And I really apply that in everything I do from obviously like my business to doing a simple thing, whether it be like vacuuming the floor, it's like, if you're going to do it, just do it properly or don't bother doing it. And so that rings in my head, you know, multiple times throughout the day. And it's been really great for my business. So there's never, you know, I just feel like if anyone ever makes a suggestion to cut any corners, I'm like, no, we're going to do this wholeheartedly or we're not doing it. So if anyone's like, well, you know, that's okay. We won't be able to do add that ingredient. I'm like, okay, well, we're not doing it. We're, we're not going to even try to do it unless we can really give it our best. That's such sound advice and so relevant across all industries. And, and also my dad, who's super chill, but he's also a hard worker. And as I was saying, you know, my whole life, he's, he was a builder by trade Um, but seeing them, you know, work together when they had their restaurant together and also they both had a very healthy work ethic, um, it really instilled that within me as like a normal part of life and something that was 
something to be proud of, like working hard and being fully committed and invested in something. Um, so it definitely had quite a big impact on me. Now, you mentioned that you were 13, nearly 14 when you won the Dolly Magazine model search. I would love to hear a little bit more about that time. Did you have any understanding at all of how life-changing that win was going to be for you? Did you have any understanding of how big that was? Not at all. I, I um, It was so interesting having a friend enter me into that competition and then I won and I was so naive at the time that when I actually, they, you know, had us there for a photo shoot and I thought that I assumed, I guess you could say, that I got to pick the clothes that I was going to wear on the shoot. And then I learned that when you're a model, they choose for you, but I had no idea that it worked that way. And so I was looking through the clothes going, oh, wow, this is nice. Could I wear this? And they're like, uh, no, you're going to be wearing this. And I was like, really? Brown's not really my color. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're going to be wearing it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I just, uh, my parents were always with me when I was on those shoots when I was younger. Um, and I didn't really start modeling professionally until after I graduated, um, unless it was on the weekend or on a school holiday, because I didn't really want anything to interrupt school. And I loved school. And after I graduated, I traveled to Japan. So that was the first place that I traveled overseas for modeling. And it was a really incredible experience. Um, I even celebrated my 18th birthday in Japan. So I graduated at that, um, it must have been, oh dear, I can't even remember the year I graduated. That's bad. I haven't, I don't know. Anyway, so I graduated and then it was the following April that I had my birthday because I was young for my year. Isn't it funny? I'm going to be turning 38 this year and I'm like, oh. After the year that we've all just had, I have completely lost all concept of both time and space. So you're off the hook for this one. I'm like, okay. So you spent that time modelling overseas in Japan and then you came back to Australia to study nutrition and health psychology. Now at this point, did you think that you would complete those studies and then you would go back to modelling or at that point was a career in nutrition the goal? Oh, my studies have always been for my own kind of knowledge. Mm -hmm. I never was, you know, I just thought I'm really interested in health and wellness. The course in Australia was via correspondence. Um, and then when I was, when I was living in New York, I did another course via correspondence. And then um, just recently I um, did another course through Coursera um, which was through Stanford University, and it was a class wow. online um, about health and nutrition. So I really feel like learning is something that I'm going to be doing until the day I die. Um, and I just love learning so much about the mind, body, spirit connection. And I just feel like that course, especially in New York, um, integrative nutrition was all about that the mind body spirit connection and i just feel like there's always more to learn and i just want to continue expanding my knowledge because it's one of my true passions so you 
I mean, obviously you are so passionate about health and nutrition and that connection. It comes across in everything that you're doing. That obviously has informed your approach to beauty now. But was that the case back then when you were a teenager and you were studying? You were so young. But even then, did you have an understanding of that link between topical skincare and I guess overall inner health? Well, it makes sense. And I remember talking to my friend, which is the whole reason why I started Cora, because I said, I'm eating healthy food. Um, And it was like a few years prior to that, that my mom was diagnosed with cancer in her spleen. So we did a whole like clean out of everything in our house from all of the cleaning products to hair care, to food that was in the pantry, to skincare, everything. And during that time, I was looking for something that was not just clean and pure, but was also like certified organic because I realized that even back then, there was no real regulation. So I was like, what could be, what is real and what is truly healthy for me? And that's when I researched and found out EcoCert Cosmos is the world certifying body for skincare. And so I was looking for products that, you know, were certified and I was speaking to my friend about it. And she said, well, why don't you speak to my friend who makes um aromatherapy oils they're she's making certified organic aromatherapy oils maybe she can put you in touch with someone and she put me in touch with a lab in melbourne and it all just started from there just from a passion of looking for products that were really healthy for you and delivered powerful results so you know i just i and i spoke to them and i said do you think it's actually possible to make a certified organic like skincare line that is super effective because I don't want to just put something on my skin because it's healthy for me. Like I don't want to just put it on just for the sake of it. I, I really need it to be powerful. I really need it to give me the results I need. I'm in front of the camera all the time. Like, you know, what do you think? And they said, yes. Like, and they knew back then that there were higher antioxidants in a certified organic ingredient. Um, so not only are you not getting the extra chemicals, but you're also getting a more potent antioxidant rich ingredient, which therefore is very logically going to give you more powerful results. And it's only just now that the last, I think it was the last couple of years, Cambridge came out with a study saying they're up to 60% more antioxidants in an organic ingredient as opposed to a non-organic ingredient. So that is why people are getting such incredible results with our products. And that was the whole basis of what I wanted to create Cora for was to give people these healthy alternatives that were really results driven. Um, So, yeah. I mean, it comes back to exactly what you were saying about if you're going to do something, do it properly. properly. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for that, mum. It really, even when I make my bed in the morning, I'm like, okay, no cutting corners, just have to do it properly and make sure, you know, everything I do. It's like, if you're going to do something, do it properly. When I'm cooking, I have to put all the love into the food 
Otherwise, it's just not the same. And then, I mean, not necessarily with food, but with everything else, if you cut corners, it takes longer in the grand scheme of things because you have to double back and fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who has the time? So true. Yeah, so true. I am going to circle back a tiny bit because I do feel like there are all of these little moments that did lead to you launching Cora. A little bit yes. more on your early days of modelling. I read that you treated every single job as though it could be your last, which I think is such a refreshing attitude. And again, it comes back to what you've been saying. This in mind, do you recall the moment when you realised, oh, actually, maybe there is some longevity in this. Maybe this isn't my last job necessarily. Not really. I don't think I even had that moment. Like I still have that in my head. Um, it was just something that I thought, you know what, I'm going to enjoy. I'm sorry. Can you hear my dog? She's no, I can't. Okay, she's in the Sadly. background. <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't barking or anything, but she was moving around. And so her little charm on her neck was oh. um, making a little ding ding noise. Um, so anyway, Yes, I've always felt like that every job was my last. And I really felt like, um, you know, I really embraced it while I had the opportunity to travel the world and work with creative people and experience different cultures. And and I really um, gave it my all. Um, but there was you know, a lot of work that was put into it. There were very long days shooting. I was away from my family. I missed out on my, you know, my best friends and my cousin's weddings uh, because I thought, oh, you know, I might as well do this while I can. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's like, it's something that I don't, I don't, not that I regret it, but I did, miss out on a lot of those things with friends and family because I was like, oh, this is a short-lived job. Just, you know, make the hay while the sun shines, save it, and then I can go on and reinvest it, which is what I've done with Cora. I've been reinvested my money and started my own company now. And thank goodness with my mum's accounting background, she also taught me the importance of saving money. And, um, and then I was able to start my own business. Everything seemed to, I guess, intensify, certainly, you know, from a public perspective in 2006 when you were the very first Australian to sign a deal with Victoria's Secret. I would love to hear a little bit about that time. How did it feel going from, as you've said, the girl from Gunnedah to being a Victoria's Secret angel and subsequently a household name? It's so interesting because I was um – I think I must have been around 15 or 16 when I traveled as a student exchange um, on the Rotary Student Exchange Program. I traveled to Virginia and as, as part of that, I traveled with the family that I was lucky to stay with. Um, and I, they took me to different places. And one of the things, the, uh, the girl, Megan, she was like, oh, I need to show you this amazing store. It's called Victoria's Secret. And she took me in and showed me. And I was like, wow, this is like, it's like a candy shop for women. 
Um, and it, it just kind of had everything a girl could want, meaning like all of the beautiful underwear and pajamas and really cute things. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Never would I have ever thought in a million years that I would be one of those girls up on the, on the wall in that actual store. Um, so when Victoria's Secret um, approached me to work with them, it was kind of surreal. And I remember seeing, I was one of the first shoots, I think I started doing like a bit of the pink stuff, but then one of the first like, serious shoots was like um a swimwear shoot and i remember seeing carolina korkova and adriana lima and just thinking wow these girls are beautiful like i wonder why i'm here like this is so strange but i'm gonna just enjoy it while i can and you know i just i think i guess the thing is i never really took it so seriously because I was thinking like, oh, they're going to, I don't know, like I didn't realise like that they actually thought that I was like good enough to be one of, you know, one of the the angels and then I became an angel and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, I think that's a good thing maybe um, and it's just, it was such a fun journey. I had so much fun going on all of those different shoots. Um, we would shoot in the most beautiful locations and, and uh, obviously the runway was fun and an experience that is like no other runway ever that I've done. Like, So it was all kind of happening at once because it was also 2006 that you did start to sort of conceptualise Cora. Was this all happening at the same time? Are you modelling crazy hours all over the world and also putting in the groundwork for Cora at the same time? Yeah, but it took about three years mm. from the initial idea to the actual launch. So when I do something that's for myself, I really take the time and I don't feel rushed and I really make sure that it's like 100% where I want it to be. Um, and so that's what I did. I just took the time. It was my passion to create these products and I wanted them to be super effective and transform people's skin and you know i just felt like this was this was the time to to work on it and i remember getting samples back and forth and just you know speaking with the chemists and saying can we do this and can we make it a little more like this and what do you because I, I had had so much experience in the industry of what works well on your skin because every makeup artist has their different idea of what they feel which cream looks good underneath makeup or which which exfoliant works the best so your makeup sits well or which serum looks good or you know all of these experiences that i had really informed me as a great um i don't know like i, I learned so much from from all of it um so it was pretty amazing when the samples were being sent back and forth i knew exactly what I needed and what I wanted and I just you know working with the chemist to perfect it and then you know then we do all the different you know stability testing and then I send it to my friends and family and I remember sending the face oil to my mom and 
um, she was having a really hard time with her skin and it was all red and inflamed. Um, and she was on a steroid cream and I said, how about just try this face oil that I'm working on? She tried it within a week. She was like, oh my goodness, Miranda, you know, I've completely, I'm off this cream and I'm only using the face oil. Thank you so much. Cause now I have so much more confidence cause she felt embarrassed. Like I grew up, my mum, you know, didn't even really wear makeup, um, because she, she was just more into like her skin and, I don't know, for her to have this issue with her skin and then the fact that I created this product that could help her, I thought, wow, imagine how many other people I could help. And today I just get that many like emails and people reaching out, you know, on social media and whatnot, explaining how Cora has helped transform their skin. It's like helped them so much with any eczema or dermatitis or rosacea. It's like really helped them, um, with their skin and and it's really great to be able to help give people that confidence well there is so much of your family in the products as well because of course noni juice that we mentioned earlier that your grandmother had introduced you to is a key ingredient across every product in as much or as little detail as you like what is noni and what does it actually do for the skin so noni is a superfruit superfood and my grandmother introduced it to me when I was 13 and I've been using it and drinking it ever since. So it's a powerful antioxidant that's rich in vitamins and minerals, including high amounts of vitamin A, vitamin C. It has uh, the rejuvenating properties. It's antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal and anti-inflammatory. <laughs> Um, and it's really something that I have like incorporated for so long that I really wanted it to be the key ingredient across the range. And I work and continually research with our chemists and our, you know, um, product development team to find other powerful ingredients that work synergistically that help the effects of the noni, you know, become even even more potent and work together to create incredible results for people's skin. Um, and I just know the benefits firsthand for myself from actually drinking noni, applying it to my skin directly when it was back as a juice. But now we actually have a supplement that's in a powder form. Yeah. Um, that you can easily take with you. It's a, lo a lot more palatable as well than the traditional juice. While we are on that physical launch period, you touched on finance and accounting, which I would love to talk more about because I think it's so often just glossed over, particularly with female founders. Now, if my research serves me, you entirely self-funded Cora Organics with money that you had very, very wisely saved through your modelling career. Yes. And I have a, so it's 95% mine and I have a 5% yeah. from the beginning. So, yeah. The, That's incredible. Yeah. So it's my, you know, I put all my money into creating this company and I still to this day haven't taken a cent out. I'd continually reinvest it to reinvest in the most incredible, you know, ingredients and 
um, all of the people that I have and wonderful team that I have that helps me bring my vision to life. Um, and so I really have been um, quite lucky that I was able to do that and that I, that I really was, um, you know, quite committed to growing this company and self-funding it because there have been so many people along the way that have wanted to invest. And it's, you know, for me, it's all about maintaining the integrity of the brand and making sure that I'm able to continue to do that in a way that, you know, I get to steer my own ship. I get to create products that I really want for myself and that I feel are missing in the, in the space and in the market. And I, and I rely heavily on my own intuition, which I think has guided me very well. I think it's, it's such an important thing. And I think it's skipped over because it doesn't, it's, I mean, it, of course it's hard work to, and you know, it takes a great deal of confidence to back yourself in that way, but it's not necessarily a part of this kind of sexy, glossy, starting your own business narrative that seems to get pushed. So that in mind, what would your advice be to anyone who is looking to start their own business? Well, I'd say it's super important to just have a clear vision, really write down your goals um, and just take it, like write down all of your goals, but don't feel overwhelmed by it. Take it day by day. You have to first learn to walk before you can run and just be very diligent um, and know that it's important. And I say to my team, it's important to be flexible. So you make a plan, but you have to have flexibility around the plan. And just like the willow tree, the willow tree in a storm, you know, you move with the storm. Um, you don't kind of fight against it. For any instance, like the oak tree is more likely to break in a storm because it's so rigid in its beliefs. So it's important to have flexibility around your plans and know that sometimes things just happen as they're meant to happen and kind of trust in that, but just keep moving towards your goal and, and your passion. Um, yeah. And really just don't let other people's opinions hold you back. If you have that belief inside of you and you feel that in your heart, really just go for it and um, surround yourself with people who really help um, support you in making your dreams come, you know, a reality. I'm so glad you've mentioned surrounding yourself with the right people. You've just given me the perfect segue because it was in 2017 that you launched Cora into the United States and subsequently Europe and Asia. I think it's about 30 countries now. Expanding to an overseas market would have, of course, required you to grow the Cora team. So what was that process like for you? And for any other business owners, how do you know when it is the right time to hire and how do you know you've brought on the correct people? Well, people are just so important and it's really important that you really invest your time in getting to know those people that you have on your team and, and making sure that they really understand and are aligned with your vision. And so when we 
when I decided to launch here in America, um, at first I had to make that decision to take that huge leap of faith in myself and the business. And my husband was incredible because he said to me, you know, this was before we were married, but he was like, why are you spending all this time and um, energy on other people's like modeling for other people when you could be spending time and energy on your own business because you have an amazing product. It, it works. It's super powerful because he knew from his own experience with using that. And he was like, why don't you get it out here? And I said, well, that, you know, it's doing really well in Australia. It's, it's um it's like my passion and my hobby and he's like well why what are you afraid of and i just said look it's a big investment for me to financially fund all of the expansion so it's scary and he's like well i mean you have an incredible like product the products really work so what are you you know why are you holding back and i said okay, I guess I should just do it. <laughs> um, so I just took that leap of faith. And then from there, I, you know, when we decided to launch exclusively with Sephora, I spoke to the Sephora team and said, do you know of anyone that could help, you know, me? I, I'm ready to do this. Do you know of a good general manager? And they put me in touch with a few people. And then I had the conversations with them. And then I met with them. And then we just started from there. And then I was like, I really want to find someone that can help me with product development. Do you know anyone? And just continue to ask um, for people um, that had been recommended in the industry. I've also um, poached people from LinkedIn um, and just <laughs> said, hey, I'm really inspired by what you're doing. Is there any chance you'd like to have a meeting and spoken with them and, you know, and and sometimes it's the right fit and sometimes it's not the right fit, but you don't know until you ask that question and you really, you know, I'm a very intuitive person and I follow my gut when I am meeting and hiring people. And um, in Australia, you know, we have about 30 um, members of our team and same here in America now. So now we're sold, you know, um, throughout like over 30 different countries um, and it's really been incredible to have that team um, help bring my life, my vision to life um, and support me with that. And we had a huge Zoom meeting just like uh, two weeks ago and I was just saying that I couldn't do any of it. Like I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this without them. Um, there's no I in team. It's uh, really all about coming together and working together to really get these products out there that not only are making a difference to people's skin, but they're hopefully uplifting them in other ways because of the use of our aromatherapy and our rose quartz uh, filtration process and our positive words of affirmation on the back of the products. I really believe in the mind-body-spirit connection, which is why in addition to the products being super effective and powerful, I, I wanted to include those other experiences for people that are hopefully uplifting um, and different compared to their usual self-care rituals. Well, I can say as a consumer, they are absolutely <laughs> all of those things. Now on product development, as this conversation goes live, you will have just, just launched your new turmeric glow moisturizer 
How does the product development process work for you? Are you, I mean, are you doing it off intuition? Are you working off consumer demand? Is it a bit of both? I love to work off my intuition. Um, And it's interesting because I knew I wanted to create a product that was the creme de la creme of like certified organics moisturizer this ultra rich, luxurious cream that would be transformational for people's skin, that they would use it and it would sit beautifully underneath makeup. They could also use it as a, so they would use it in the morning underneath makeup, but also at night as a rich cream to really help their skin. And what's interesting is my vision was it for it to be this, you know, super hydrating cream and, um, my friends that actually have like skin that's more prone to breakouts, I actually gave it to them because I was like, I wonder, because for me I have combination leaning a little bit more towards sometimes dry skin and my friends that have oily skin, I've given it to them and they are just in love with it. And it's interesting how the combination of the oils that we have in there, the, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. That wasn't me. That was someone in the back. <laughs> um, so I was on a roll there, but that's okay. I um, So basically what I was saying was it's interesting how the blend of desert date oil, rosehip oil, marijuca oil, along with the liposome technology. So this is the first certified organic um, cream that contains liposome technology. In those liposomes, so liposome, you'll think of like a tiny, tiny little, you know, little ball that has um, in there turmeric, licorice, and noni. And so they have in there the active botanicals that deliver those brightening and anti-aging benefits. So when you put it on your skin, it's like pop, 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 but you don't, you don't see the popping, but it's, it's cause it's so under a microscope you would, you know, um, but it's incredible to know that this combination, and it also has marine microalgae, um, you know, to really give your skin those essential fatty acids and the powerful proteins that help provide that soft hydrated skin but i just love the fact that this is working on all skin types because to be really honest i did create it for my own skin type but it's amazing to know that it works across all skin types um and Katy Perry will be the first person to tell you she has breakout prone skin and she is so obsessed with this moisturizer. She's like, I need to order more. I need some for every house. Um, please like, cause it's, you know, it's only just launching. Um, and she's been using it for like, she, I gave her one of the first samples. So she's been using it for a while now. And it's just so heartwarming to know that people are just so obsessed with it. She told me, she's like, I threw all my other creams away and I'm only using this. So it's that to me, you know, she doesn't have to say that. I mean, she hasn't said that like about anything else that I've made. She's obsessed with this moisturizer and it's so great to know that it makes a difference for her skin, you know? So hopefully I didn't go off, um, your question there no not in the slightest it is so good I've sneakily been trying it pre-launch as well so you can pop my endorsement 
up there with Katy Perry. Just oh, two good. peas in a pod. Peas <laughs> in a pod, yeah. Loving the moisturizer, and I love the fact that it's a refillable moisturizer. Yes, that's so important now. I mean, so it's it, always been important, but yeah. Yeah, and it comes in this beautiful glass jar with the crystal-like inspired lid, which is all about reflecting light and brightness into the world and it's got the little refillable pod that you just twist off and you know pop back in and you know I just really am so excited to get this product out there because I've been trying it now for quite some time um, and I went back and forth with the labs on perfecting this product and it's just so incredible to know it's out there now and um available for everyone. I'm excited about it too. Let's very quickly also touch on the Milky Mushroom Gentle Cleansing Oil because that's a more recent launch as well and another one that I'm obsessed with. Tell yeah. me about this product. Why Why am I so obsessed with it? Why does everyone have to add this to their routine? Well, this is a totally different type of experience than I've ever had with a cleanser. Because it's not, even though it's a, you know, a gentle cleansing oil, it's not heavy like some cleansing oils are. And the reason for this is, is that, of course, we have the oils in there like apple seed oil and um, babusu oil. But what sets this apart is the aloe vera juice that's in there mixed with silver ear mushroom and the silver ear mushroom helps bind moisture to your skin and really increase hydration levels um, in a non-sticky way I guess you could say and it's a natural alternative to the traditional hyaluronic acid um, with actual better moisture retention so the silver ear mushroom is the powerhouse in this um, cleanser, which is like a strong antioxidant um, that really helps with stressed skin. And so many people around the world are wearing masks at the moment. And this really helps soothe your skin. And not only that, the this moisture, I mean, this cleanser contains essential oils of um, uh, geranium, rose and basil. And that sensory experience of the essential oils, when you are using this milky mushroom cleanser, it's very soothing for your senses. They're anti-anxiety, they're very nurturing, they're very calming. And you really feel that when you use the milky mushroom cleanser. You feel the lightweight, milky texture, which is, it feels very milky, but it's very effective on removing the makeup the sensory soothing aspect of it is great um, and I use it morning and night. It is a really beautiful product. Now you founded Cora almost 12 years ago now. Over that time, what have been some of the biggest changes that you have seen within the beauty industry? Well, probably the biggest change that I've seen is that now people are a lot more uh, interested in clean beauty. And um, I think that skincare is thriving and has become very popular. Um, like consumers are loving the no makeup look, which is why skincare is so important because healthy skin is the most beautiful skin. 
Um, I really feel that there's been a lot of diversity of beauty, which I really love. Like individuality is much more accepted, which I think is incredible. Um, people are becoming um, more aware of the sustainability aspect side of things, which I think is great. And I think that um, education is so important and the best thing I would advise for people is just to read what's on the back of the package and educate yourself because it's one thing to be clean. But as I was saying before, Cora Organics is so much more. We go so beyond clean, like we are clean plus the added benefits with those powerful certified organic ingredients that produce you know incredible results because of that antioxidant level that's in a certified organic ingredient not just in a clean ingredient and what changes do you think that we can expect to see from the beauty industry over the next few years well I think that really clean might somehow become the norm um, and then that certified organic will become this, like it's like the speciality, like the special thing um, because the more people educate themselves and understand the power of organic, then it's kind of like a no-brainer. If you're after a clean product, then this is kind of your creme de la creme of cream, you know, of clean. <laughs> it's clean plus so much more. And I really believe um, that people are moving more towards that clean and sustainable future. And I'm just so proud to be, you know, paving the way for that, um, especially since we launched way before clean beauty was even a thing. My final question, Miranda, what is next for you and for Cora Organics? Well, my focus is on continuing to cement our position, you know, um, as the leader in this clean beauty movement. And um, I'm really excited about developing new, innovative, certified organic products. And um, I'm so proud of my products and all the awards that they've won. And it's so exciting to have that recognition from beauty editors around the world. And as I said, we're now in 30 countries around the world and I'm, I want to continue expanding that. and. Ultimately, my dream is for Cora Organics to become a household name for people to be able to have that healthier alternative for themselves and for the environment. And I guess, you know, I, I want to continue using my voice and platform that I have to really help educate people about the benefits um, of organics, like eating organic and being aware of the ingredients that are in all the products that they put on their skin and their skin is the largest organ. And, um, you know, I think starting that conversation and putting that on people's radar is important and uh, creating that awareness. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm up to as well as obviously being a mother to my beautiful three boys and a wife. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I just feel like I love, I love, you know, my family so much. And, and I also love growing this business, which is like my baby girl. Um, so I have my three boys and Cora's my baby girl. 
That was Miranda Kerr, founder and CEO of Cora Organics, who you can find on Instagram at Miranda Kerr and at Cora Organics. To read this interview, you can visit glowjournal.com. And for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at gemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us. I'm Gemma Watts. You've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining me.